Welcome to The Trouble With Sex, a show that exposes the naked truth about sex, love, and relationships. Here at The Trouble With Sex, we look at your most secret desires, your biggest frustrations, and your most private fantasies. I'm Dr. Tammy. As a sex therapist and relationship expert, I've helped thousands of individuals and couples improve their sex lives and enjoy more intimate and fulfilling relationships. So you can program her personality, funny, shy, charming, happy, submissive. I just remember this moment. Harmony opened her eyes, looked around and she blinked and I thought, oh my God. And then, and then her eyelids started failing. In each episode of The Trouble With Sex, we get up close and personal with a leading expert, researcher, scientist, or influencer as we answer your questions and share insights into the most pleasurable, sometimes painful, and often forbidden aspects of the human experience. Hi out there to all our listeners. I wanted to tell you about my favorite Good Clean Love lubricant, Almost Naked. It's totally organic, and it was named one of the safest products on the market by an independent scientific research study. Best of all, our friends at Good Clean Love are offering our listeners a 15% discount. Go to goodcleanlove.com and type in TTWS15 at checkout. That's TTWS15 for 15% off. Today, I'm so excited to have our guest, Brian E. Cole, a genius in the world of sex and tech. She is a thought leader, an entrepreneur, and a futurist. She has a vision beyond just sex toys. Today, we're going to talk about virtual reality, artificial intelligence, sex robots, and where the future of sex and technology is going. So welcome, Brian. I'm so excited to have you. Ah, Tammy, that was the best introduction I've ever had. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with the number one sex and relationship therapist that I've ever been to and send all my (laughs) friends to. So it's such a rush to talk to you and to talk to you about sex tech, which I feel like a lot of people don't know what sex tech is, do they? No. They really don't. They so why, why don't we start with a definition of sex that tech? Would be great. So sex tech is defined as any technology designed to enhance sexuality. Now, what does that mean? If we think about sexuality, that could mean, of course, vibrators and phones. It also could mean anything to do with gender identity, with sexual uh, assault, crime and violence, sexual health, wait, wait, wait. education. Slow down, slow down, slow down. How... Is this at all related to non-consensual sex, assault? What do you even mean there? Sure. So I think if we look at the umbrella of all these things that are sexuality, and we think about that in the context of technology, how would sexual violence and technology go together? And in fact, how would technology be able to enhance the anti-violence, the assault reporting aspects? You might have a better app or um, assault reporting website that you can use across college campuses. It may be an app that's able to, and they have this in Turkey, that you install on your phone 
you can't really notice that it's an app on your phone unless you know you have it. And if you're a victim of domestic violence, you can signal it and it will send a message out to three of your closest friends. And if you signal it again, when you're in danger, it will send the police to your house. So these are interesting ways that technology is being used to solve issues in sexuality. Of course, there's lots of other things outside the crime and violence aspect. We've got education, which I think is a huge one because it's a global issue. We all kind of acknowledge that sex education is pretty broken today. Shabby. Pretty shabby. Um, And technology is doing such a great job in education, especially with emerging technology. So if we want to venture into the VR category. Which stands for? Virtual virtual reality. reality. So you you would have seen those, you know, goggles that people put on and you can go into a virtual world. You may have tried them. The price has definitely come down. You can buy some on eBay for about $20 Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, which is pretty good. But taking you through a virtual sexual experience. Now, I say that can be educational and could be really amazing. You could also go to sex therapy in virtual reality. And of course, the thing that gets most reported in the media is around VR porn and having that interactive and immersive experience, which virtual reality provides. So it kind of comes off the screen and feels 3D. It feels almost real. You know, you're in the room with these performers. So it looks like that 3D experience, but then you're also talking about adding another layer, which is the sensation layer of the feelings during that virtual reality experience. That's exactly right. So you can add uh, what they're doing at the moment is these haptic body suits. The moment they're kind of like wetsuits and they're covered in sensors with haptic technology. So that, that just means like providing feedback. And so you would put the goggles on, you would put this suit on, and you could actually, while you're watching this person, maybe graze the the side of your neck or touch your waist, you can actually feel it through the senses too, which is pretty incredible and getting more and more sort of lifelike as we start to add these layers of technology on. And then the final layer, Tammy is the teledildonics aspect Which of we just love saying, teledildonics. Teledildonics. It's just a great word. Teledildonics. <laughs> um, that's very sci-fi and started, I, I think it came out in like the 70s, that word, but it just means connected devices, right, and, and vibrators and um, male masturbators. And so now we have, you've got your goggles on, you're in this virtual reality space, you've got your haptic suit on so you can feel everything in your body when, when someone else, you know, touches you in another virtual world. And then you've got this teledildonic component, which is also receiving feedback. So that could be a vibrator that's receiving feedback from someone else who's controlling it either through an app or through their own toy as well. So it's this fully integrative, immersive experience, thanks to technology, that we never need to leave the house again. (laughs) You never need to go on a real date with a real person because you just have an interactive, immersive, technological experience. And hopefully your power never goes out and you never (laughs) Or maybe we hope that it does. But, (laughs) you know, the thing I'm really interested in is exploring this beyond um, the obvious. So the obvious being that porn context. But how might this be more interesting for consciousness in thinking through, well, what would it mean not to have sex with another person or a porn star, but maybe to have sex with the universe? How would that feel? That's very existential. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's another episode, like existential sex with Bryony. Before we go into the existential world of VR and sex, mm-hmm. um, 
I like the idea of what you're talking about. Is really you're talking about pleasure. So how much can you blow out this yeah. concept of pleasure? Exactly. So if you're talking about interactive sexual experiences with yourself yeah. or even with a partner, whether it's a stranger or with your actual partner, maybe they're on the other side of the world and they're controlling your device or you're meeting someone else, maybe you're having social skill issues. And so now you're having a relationship yeah. with someone else. And so you're learning how to have sex or having interactive experiences with someone else. I think it's very creative. It is. Creative. So you're sort of tapping in whether it's the universe or yourself or it's another person. I think we've concentrate too much on this technology and the fear of like, oh my God, this technology is going to replace us. But thinking about how this technology perhaps could make us more human and more creative, like we've tended to rely on other things or visual stimuli, or whatever propped us up for our pleasure and our arousal, but how far could we take this? We had no limits. What could we do with our partners and how creative could we get? And that's that sort of right side of the brain stuff that technology will never replicate. You know, technology is really good at algorithms and logic, but humans are really good at the totally irrational, mysterious, imaginative things. And that's really interesting, you know, and for, for your therapy world, I'm sure too, in thinking, well, how can we expand ideas and get ourselves outside of these conditionings that we have around what sex is and what sex should be with our partners. Well, and it brings up so many issues around monogamy and monogamy agreements. Like, is it cheating to have sex with someone that's just an interactive virtual reality partner? And what happens when they're actually in the body of a sex robot with all of your preferences for sex and they feel lifelike and the teledildonics are built in? Hmm. So then what happens to our conceptual idea of relationships? Well, there goes the mystery, first of all, <laughs> doesn't it? There goes the mystery part of, of being in relationship with another human where you know, it's spontaneous. And I think the the conversations that you're probably having with your clients, patients today around, well, is pornography cheating or is it cheating if my husband uses a flashlight could be the conversations that I think we'll have n not too far in the future, obviously with the distinction that we have these added things, which the toy or the, um, the visual actually gets to know us a bit more. And so my answer has been to date that this is always going to be a conversation between two people that is very personal and completely customised to their own situation. There's never one clear answer. And I think we're all desperately searching for that answer, especially in the context of robots, because that's scary as hell, right? When something looks up at you. We took a real doll to Lithuania and she, did I tell you about this? No. She, so you can program her personality. You know, it can be funny, shy, charming, cute, happy, submissive, and from one to three. So you program the personality on the phone oh and then you have the doll next to you. Her name's Harmony. They also have uh, one for Harmony a man. Online. Harmony, yeah. I just remember this moment, which kind of has changed the game for me, where Harmony opened her eyes and looked around and her head sort of looked around and she blinked and I thought, oh, my God. And then, <laughs> and then, and then her eyelids started failing. You know, about five minutes in. So, you know, the, the technology is not there yet, and it's still fairly clunky. But I think there is this moment that we're all moving towards. Like, okay, well, that could be a kind of uh, semi-replacement, and maybe she'll take out the trash and give blowjobs when I don't want to, and that's a good thing. <laughs> maybe she'll do the laundry. <laughs> but I think we're going to have to get really good at these new negotiations around relationships. You have really shown with your business around 
sex and tech, your successful podcast, The Future of Sex, and being a leader in this field, you have really shown women that they shouldn't be afraid to talk about it and that they can take their vision in any direction that they want. You've really been a visionary in that, and and I appreciate that about you. Thank you. Yeah. You've been my mentor. Oh, yeah. You're awesome. So I want to take one question from listeners. Is that okay? Sure. This is from Henry in North Dakota. I'm a techie. How can I get involved? How can I get involved in sex and tech? This is my this is my challenge. And this is my future. Oh, great. I love this question because I get it a lot. (laughs) And I think the first thing is to get engaged with the sex tech community globally. The best place to do that is the internet and the best platform to do that is Twitter. So if you go on Twitter and search the hashtag sex tech, you are going to find the heartbeat of the conversation around what's happening today. It's like the pulse of everything that's happening, who are the important players in that. And that's how really how I found guests for my podcast is looking at that that timeline and thinking about, well, who's who's at the forefront of this? So that's a great way to start um, sort of informing yourself about the major players and the, the major issues that are happening at the moment. And then I think if you want to be involved in any events, of course, we run sex tech hackathons at Future of Sex, and we run one every year in the US. So you should definitely come to one of those and you can check out the site, futureofsex.org. And there's an events page there. And we list the sex tech hackathons. We also list any other sex tech events that are going on. Outside that, there is a great newsletter called Sex Tech Space, which you should sign up for. That's once a month and that dives into a different topic around sex tech, whether that's engineering or um, people that are profiled in the space. There's a last one around women of sex tech um, that you can sign up for and you'll certainly learn a lot more there too. Bryony, you are a wealth of information. Thanks, Tammy. (laughs) Here's another question from one of our listeners. Joe wants to know... Is my boyfriend watching too much porn? I feel like it's interfering in our relationship. So I want to answer that question and talk about how pornography influences our sex life. You know, anything that ends in an orgasm, we're going to work hard to repeat because an orgasm is the greatest behavioral reinforcer that your body can experience. There's nothing more pleasurable. It creates this neurological pathway in your brain. It's like a deer path in the woods. And so the more you do it, the deeper that deer path is carved. And so you're going to press that button on your computer. And if it ends in orgasm, you're going to keep going back to that computer. So it makes sense that if one partner is watching more porn than the other, it could become habitual. If you are using porn to orgasm, then it might distract from the pleasurable experiences of sex with their partner. If you can use porn together, you could use it as something to increase the desire between you. But remember, desire and arousal are two different things. So are you using porn to increase the desire between you as a couple Or are you using porn to increase arousal so that you can get off? And is it siphoning off the erotic energy in your relationship? It's something to talk about. Remember, you always get more of what you appreciate. So can you share and talk about your feelings without criticizing, but talking about how much you do appreciate? Instead of saying, I hate it when you go to the left, you say, I love it when you go to the right. So instead of saying, I hate it that you're watching porn, can you share with your partner, I really love it when we watch it together, or I really like it on the nights that you're not watching porn and we can make love without the internet in between us. 
For more information on how to deal with your relationship and communicate about sex, go to thetroublewithsex.com slash podcast. Bryony, I cannot thank you enough for being on The Trouble With Sex today. Bryony Cole talking with us about how sex and tech is changing our sex lives and our relationships. Bryony, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This episode of The Trouble With Sex was sponsored by our friends at Good Clean Love, revolutionizing sexual health with organic and natural solutions made by women for women. If you'd like to learn more about our show or today's guest, follow us on social media, join our mailing list, or get your free bonus exercise to do at home. Go to thetroublewithsex.com slash podcast. That's thetroublewithsex.com slash podcast. The Trouble with Sex is produced by Brandy Savitt and Jane Applegate. Leah Shaw and Tao Blake are our audio engineers. The show is edited by Leah Shaw with music by Bruce Hirschfield. Our production assistant is Alec Bodoin. Bodoin.